I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney for NPR Illinois Community Voices and for the Front Row Network. I'm your host today, Craig, and this is just me today because I was invited to a very special opportunity to be able to interview the hair and makeup designer for Moon Knight. Donald Mowat has been uh, in the industry for decades and has worked on so many properties that you have come to love, things like Blade Runner 2049. Also, he was recently a Academy Award nominated for his work in Dune as well. And so he gets his crack at the MCU and we all got to see Moon Knight on Disney+. Plus. If you haven't seen it, there's really not going to be any spoiler talk in this interview, but I do want to encourage you to go out there and watch it because Donald's work is present throughout. I mean, it's amazing the transformation that Oscar Isaac has from the different personalities that are enveloping his own body. It's incredible to see the little subtle nuances that are employed, and I'm definitely going to ask about that in my interview as well. This is, of course, coming out on a bonus episode for Beyond the Mouse, and it will also be on the Front Row Network feed. So if you're on the Front Row Network feed, I do encourage you to come and check out our Beyond the Mouse show where we chat all things Disney. Uh, I had a chance to talk to Donald for about 15 minutes here, and I'm just going to get right into the interview, and then I will see you on the other side for a couple of reactions to what we chatted about. All right. It is so great to welcome to our show. Donald, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm very well. Thank you for having me. I should say for the purposes of this interview that my middle name is Craig. That's what I go by. But my first name is actually Donald. That's probably where our similarities end because I am not an Academy Award nominated hair and makeup artist. Um, but I'm so excited to get a chance to talk to you today. You continue to have such a successful career in hair and makeup design from James Bond to Blade Runner 2049 and, of course, Dune. But how did you come to be involved in Moon Knight and in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, you know, I'm a makeup artist by, by trade. That's my occupation. And I'm sort of a hair designer by default um, because I'm not a hairdresser and um, never have been, never wanted to be. Uh, but I just... Um, it just kind of happened because it's sort of a collective of getting the look, putting it all together. It's one person, sometimes easier for the director to handle. And you're sort of piecing it together. Moon Knight came along because uh, I'd worked with Oscar Isaac on Dune and um, he mentioned it to me. And there were a couple of other projects and we were in the pandemic. And I, I was intrigued, I have to say. I was a little bit nervous because I'd not worked in streaming or but to me it was TV, streaming whatever. I, I thought, okay, but I bring the same thing I would bring to a film. So I was very excited and talked to them and, and there I was and coming up with looks for, for Stephen Mark and Layla and, and uh, Harrow and all that stuff. So that was, it was exciting for me and different, but also I think moreover, I was able to put together a team of newer, younger, I don't know if you're allowed to say younger anymore, but I think newer people, hair and makeup in the business and some people I've worked with before who'd been with me um, on Dune, like Lube Larson and, and Ama and Athena and, and new people like Megan Norris, because I feel like it's a great opportunity, the Marvel jobs, because the crews, they can afford bigger crews. And that's your moment to give newer people opportunities. That's wonderful. Now, I've in doing research for this chat, 
you've mentioned before that the timeline sometimes is very condensed for when you get to get on set and really get into this material. And so I'm wondering what the timeline was like for Moon Knight. Are you, do you feel like you had a, a lot of time to prepare for this or was this kind of something you had to really get into in a short notice? You know, I felt like the time, I think I did have enough time because the thing I knew we had to do right away is we had all these twinning doubles for Oscar Steven. And that was a preoccupation of mine because I was using, I was using examples of things like the tenant or spider or one flew over the cuckoo's nest. But because we were twinning Oscar with his brother, with um, doubles and stand-ins and, and stunts, we had to get wigs and prosthetics to double, you know, so that he's doing Stephen Mark three and four times a day and shifting. So between this great collaboration of costume and makeup and 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 visual effects and cinematography you've got to get the doubles ready looking like oscar over the shoulder profile as stephen mark so i had to prep that with my team getting wigs made meeting all our doubles and and going from there so in fact that took more than it did actually prepping oscar wow and how do you go about designing for someone that is inhabiting these multiple personalities within one body oscar is just incredible in this entire series, but you can tell the subtle differences between Steven and Mark, and then also a spoiler potentially for Jake uh, at the end. But you, how do you approach that as someone that's trying to give the audience that hint of a subtle change without having a new person in that role? I, you know, I really, I, we thought hard about this because I really felt that the makeup would do it. I think that the temperature that the character's skin you couldn't suddenly have a beard or you have to look like the way you would in the course of the day, but you can become nauseous and sweaty in the course of a day. And that made the most sense. So that's what I did. A lot of sweat, dark circles, you know, when people become overcome or nauseous or having a panic attack, you change your whole pallor changes. So hair change minimal. I really wanted the hair to be messy and, and kind of ND and that this focus on the face and I, and you know dirt under the fingernails, things like that. But you have to be mindful that you're gonna have to change them two and three times. So the changes have to be quick. Did you go into the source material at all? Did you go back and check out any of these comics as well? Is it something that you, have well, you ever- Well, that's bandage idea. Okay, great. Um, you know, I looked at some things and I, you know, borrowed from one floor of the cuckoo's nest and, you know, some of my old tricks over the years, you know, like Dick Smith doing the cotton, you know, so when we're in the asylum episode uh, for the drooling drugged look, I gave him um, darker, darker eye color with with corneal contact lenses, changed his look entirely. Mm. He looked really stoned with these dilated pupils and the drool coming out of his mouth and change his color. He looked like he'd been on medication for weeks. Um, yeah, that kind of thing. That's great. And you do get to do uh, a couple of superheroes as well in this. I know that Oscar's superhero was mainly uh, CGI for Moon Knight, but you get to do Scarlet Scarab and you get to do some of these other first looks that we as fans have not had a chance to see before. How do you go in to design that kind of a look? Well, with May, who's really, I mean, delightful, kind of newer to the business, it's kind of a, a, a blank canvas because our directors, particularly Muhammad being Egyptian, really wanted to avoid stereotypes, which of course you go to automatically. You think Egyptian, coal, eye pencil, all of that. No, we're not doing that. 
we're gonna really embrace this sort of natural textured hair. And I thought it was beautiful that we really, I'm proud of that, that I really, we push for that. We push for a contemporary natural makeup. Uh, he wanted her to have a no makeup look apart from going on the date. And then in Scarlet, I changed her up a little. She had a glow and I think we did more of a shine to her because of the heat, but that hair got bigger and I sort of loved it. And that was it. We didn't That's do great. cool eyeliner and, you know, that would have been, that would have been just not good. Well, and you see that transition in the comics as well. You see the stereotypes of maybe some of those golden age of comics. And then now they really are much more subtle and um, more representative of the person more than say a nationality. And I think that that comes through really well in the look of Moon Knight and really in a lot of these different MCU properties as well. Um, I do want to ask, you mentioned bringing on newer members of the crew. I wanted to know about your idea on mentorship. I know that you probably had your own mentors in your storied career that you've had. And now now, uh, is it important to pass on that legacy to others in the field? Very, very. I mean, I think as long as people are open to it, I was very lucky in that because I've had some of the same crew. I mean, people are different. There's some people are a little bit harder to, to do that with because some people are starting at the top and you can't give them advice and that's kind of a problem for them. But what I loved about this group, particularly with, you know, Megan and, and uh, Ama and Athena, is that I could say to them, no, 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 we don't, we're not doing it that way. You're doing it this way. But listen to me. You will learn from this. Theo, all these great young kids. To me, they're kids because if they're under a certain age, they're kids. And I mean, I don't know if you're allowed to say that anymore, but that's how it was when I was younger and you did a makeup or something, somebody would say, are you kidding me? You don't Mm -hmm. ever do that. You don't speak to the director, this person, that person. You don't offer an opinion. Um, You don't talk to the actors. That's been forgotten in the business. So yes, I like to mentor. I like to give people opportunities. If they do a good job and they don't mess it up too much, they'll be returning uh, to work with me. And so that's the mentorship, learning on the job. People, not everyone gets, has connections. Not everybody has an Instagram that they have met everybody or gone to the right schools. And and so that's important for me. Um, And people help me. Everybody got help from someone. And I know that I'm starting to wrap up on my time here. And this is a Moon Knight uh, junket. But I do have to ask, you get this uh, recognition of your life's work in this Academy Award nomination for Dune. What's it like to receive that phone call? I know you've been nominated for BAFTAs and so many other awards, but we, we hold the Academy Awards to this higher level, I feel like, as a viewer. So what was that experience like for you? It was remarkable because, you know, some people thought it was a long time coming. I, I mean, I, it made me laugh on a certain level. Um, for me, the Academy Award is that I've made my living my entire adult life doing what I do and that I love to do. That's an Academy Award. Not many people can say that. So for that, I'm thankful. And the Academy were very good to me um, uh, to recognize the work and my team. Um, But yeah, I got the news. I was working with Jake Gyllenhaal in Spain on a Guy Ritchie movie. He was listening. We were shooting his close-up, all bloody and beat up. And he kept listening, saying, I got to hear, I got to hear. And of course, waiting for Maggie and for me. And I just lost, I just, I couldn't do the job anymore. I thought, I can't believe I'm like overwhelmed, but I was overwhelmed. So it it worked. Uh, I was speechless and that never happens to Donald Mullet. So I was very deeply honored. And and, uh, yes, it was great. That's so, that's so wonderful. 
And my last question for you, you've been doing a lot of these press interviews uh, over the last couple of days and all of your career, you've done hundreds of these. Is there ever a story that you've always wanted to tell or some kind of message you'd like to put out there that you're not asked about that uh, you'd like to share? Um, yeah, I, I'm, what a great question. Thank you, Craig, for asking that. Thank you, Donna. Um, I feel like um, the downside of it, um, I think, uh, yeah, I think the life work balance question never comes up enough. I feel like trying to know yourself. I think uh, letting people know it's okay to be anxious and not sure of yourself is okay. Um, a lot of people don't talk about it. Mental health, I think, is important. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't talk about it enough. It's all come to light recently, but I feel it's a bit, it's a little bit um, synthetic. And I really mean it. Like, I feel like we don't have a community anymore that's actually really transparent. And, and so for that, I, I would love to have more questions that address things that really do matter um, to me and to other people. And, you know, being bullied as a kid was very uh, paramount in my life, which I know it's been to many other people. But I think we only hear about certain people because they're famous or they're movie stars. And I don't think everybody really needs to hear from them. I think they need to hear from all of us. Um, that's my feeling. So thank you for asking me, though. That's a very good question. What a, what a great message to end on. And I just have to tell you, thank you for the creativity and art you put into the world as someone that grew up on these comics and still enjoys them into adulthood and now sharing them with my son. It's just beautiful to see this come to life in this way. And so thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. It's always amazing to get a chance to talk to these really creative people, especially in a field that I think is underrecognized. I mean, look at it. It was just, it was taken off of the Academy Awards this past year. And a lot of people were very upset about that, rightfully so. And so it's great to be able to talk to him about an area that I really haven't been able to dive into myself and to, to hear about mentorships and his idea of telling people to become collaborative in this process and be able to have them come along just means that we as Fans and as viewers are going to have these incredible pieces of art really to be able to look at into the future. And I'm really excited about that. I just think this is uh, an incredible time for creatives to be able to flex that muscle a bit, because as he mentioned, working for places like Marvel, they have the funds to be able to invest in these larger crews and in these larger ideas and bring these comic books to life in just an incredible way. So I have to say thank you to Donald for the amazing opportunity to chat with him today. It was just incredible to get an opportunity to speak to him even a little bit about Dune. Uh, and when he received that phone call, it's a really fun story that he's right there next to Jake Gyllenhaal. And he's like, hey, I, I can't continue doing this. This is just uh, remarkable. And also his message at the end, I think, is a really important message that all of us can take forward, certainly in our daily lives as well. But like I said, this is a quick one for Beyond the Mouse. It's going to be up as a bonus episode on our show. But if you are listening on the Front Row Network feed, join us over at Beyond the Mouse. You can find us by searching Beyond the Mouse on any podcast platform of your choice. We're also on social media. You can find us on Instagram on Beyond the Mouse Pod. You'll also find us on Twitter on Beyond Mouse. And then Facebook, you have two ways to find us. 
the Beyond the Mouse podcast page, but I actually really encourage you to join the Beyond the Mouse podcast pals Facebook group because that is where you can interact with us and chat about recent episodes and where we, what we have coming up as well. Speaking of what we have coming up, I am really happy to tell you that we are going to have an episode, a full disclosure on Chippendale Rescue Rangers, one of the best movies I've seen in 2022. I really loved it. It's on Disney Plus now. So go and watch that. And that way you have an opportunity to listen to that episode on Friday on our normal time as well. Um, But that's all for me today. Thank you again to Donald and his representatives for this opportunity. Thank you to Marvel and Disney as well. And it was just an excellent chat. I was really happy to be able to participate in this press junket and love to see more of Donald's work moving forward. And let's get him that Academy Award for sure, because his his breadth of what he's done in his career is just absolutely phenomenal. But for Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig, and I will see you real soon in the front row.